Good morning, everybody. Soon to be afternoon, it is 11.55 a.m. on February 23rd, Wednesday, 2022. And isn't it wonderful to be on this side of the grave so we'll be able to thank God and thank Jesus for what he did for us. Amen. I do it every day. I say a prayer as soon as I wake up in the morning and I've noticed something. I pray to God and I thank him for the day which we all should do. Amen. And I pray for my loved ones. I pray for those that love me and I pray for those that hate me. Jesus said, pray for your enemies. So I pray for souls all around the world. That includes everybody. And mainly I pray that they receive Jesus Christ as their savior. Amen. And uh, come to the knowledge of God and get forgiven, forgiven of their sins. Amen. The reason that they hate you, the reason your enemies hate you is because the devil's using them to turn against you so that you will have hindrances in your life of various proportions, okay? Whether it's hindrances when you try to get a bank loan, somebody at the bank might not like you, or somebody in your neighborhood might not like you, your school teacher may not like you. Uh, You never know who is your enemy or who the enemy is using to hinder you. I even heard a preacher say one time that a very, very... (laughs) well-known preacher and he said that when he was younger one of his teachers in school told him he will never be anything you'll never be anything called him stupid and you'll never be anything and now he's on tv every time you turn a channel in one of the christian stations you see him so (laughs) you can't go by what the enemy says but i just want to say something i want to um, talk about something that um was brought up to me the other day, my daughter and I, we have these little powwows. We have our talks together every now and then. And um, she said something to me the other day. And I want to sort of relay it to you. Because when things happen to us, a lot of times it's not just for us. It can be for us, but not just for us. Sometimes it could be for somebody else. Maybe God wants somebody else to hear that, to let them know that they are not alone. Uh, When I was about eight years old, my second mother died. I didn't know my first mother because the second one um, adopted me right after my first one got shot by my father. Then he shot himself um, and left behind 10 kids, and I was the youngest. Some of you have heard that story before. I won't go into it, but that's how this begins. And so my second mother, Hazel Marie Carroll, she was a beautiful woman. She was pretty. She looked like she could be an islander or something. I think she was part Indian or whatever. Um, And she had leukemia. I didn't know it then because I was younger. Um, And she, that woman, she just loved me. I felt the love from her so strong. She was a seamstress, and every baby doll that I had was dressed like me. When she would buy me a dress, she would make a dress for my baby doll, and me and my baby doll would be dressed alike. (laughs) And she cooked good, and she just hugged me, and she was just all love. I remember, um, I can't remember a lot of my childhood, Um, And I'll tell you about that in a minute. I believe I went through a trauma of some sort. And my daughter brought that up as well. I just wasn't thinking about it because all my life, 
um, I concentrated on all the wrong people and all the wrong things, put it that way. And you guys, I want you to watch out for that too. Don't give credit. Don't give too much time to the wrong people. Okay. Remember the good of the good people. So, um, my, my bedroom was pink for some strange reason. I can remember, I know it's in the back of my mind, but I can remember, um, see through pink. I don't know how to explain it. Like translucent. Is that the word? It seemed like, I seemed like I had a lot of translucent red and translucent pink stuff in my bedroom when I was a little girl. Um, and she used to sit me down in the middle of the living room floor and light a candle and we would pray and hold hands and sing this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Amen. And then we used to sit at the kitchen table and she would turn on, turn on uh, KDKA radio from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And we would listen to, um, Tom Jones and, and, uh, you know, it, all those good old songs and Nancy Wilson, and you know, and, uh, but then she began to get sick. I remember catching her a couple times going back into the pantry and she was eating something, um, in the pantry. And one time I caught her and I said, mom, I said, what is that? What are you getting? And she finally decided to tell me and she was eating red clay and there's a name for it, but I can't think of what they call it. There's a red clay that you can eat. That's good for your allegedly good for your blood, your system. And some people, they have certain diseases, they eat red clay, and it's known to heal. It has healing properties. In fact, you can order it. You can order it from Amazon, order it online. Um, I can't think of the name of it. It has an ite at the end of it or something. There's a couple different kinds. And she was eating red clay. And I asked her why she was eating it. And she didn't fully explain to me, but I remember she said something about it makes you feel better. Okay, and I said, okay. So I said, can I eat some with you? And I ate a little bit of red clay with her. And it wasn't bad. You know, when you're following your mom, you love your mom. You want to do what your mom does. So anyway, the time went on. And she be- I noticed she began to, as the, as the months and the years went by, and she babysat a lot. She babysat my cousin's children a lot. And they would come down to the house and... She began to rock. I noticed she began to lose weight. She wasn't a big woman to start with. Built nice, real built nice, pretty. And she was a nice looking lady. And I'm not just saying that because she's my mom. (laughs) But um, she began to lay down on the couch and rock. And she would send me to the store. And I would get her, at that time, um, we were allowed to uh, go shop, go to the store, you know, Um, but not too much harm for children at that time. And I would get her, she liked pineapple sherbet and um, palm oils. (laughs) And the the man at the store knew us. So he would give them to me, you know, of course he's not going to tell the world about it, but I would bring her palm oils home and red pack palm oils or whatever and uh, pineapple sherbet and whatever else we needed. And I would notice when I come home, she'd be laying down on the couch just sidewards, like rocking, rocking. And then weeks later, months later, she began to rock and moan, rock and moan. And then she began to lose a lot of weight. And she almost began to look a little like a skeleton in her face. She had that look of death in her face. And she had lost a lot of her looks. 
And I remember that I told a relative, I can't remember who it was, but I told a relative that my mom wasn't feeling too good. I don't know if I called them on a phone or if I went to their house or something. I remember telling somebody my mom wasn't feeling too good and it was bad and I needed help. And they took her to the hospital. I was about eight, about seven or eight years old. I want to say eight. Um, And she went to the hospital and I went to stay at my cousin's house. And um, my cousin called me downstairs about two in the morning and told me that my mom had passed. And um, I can't explain it. I went numb. I didn't react the way that you would think somebody would react. I lost my love. The only love I had. I didn't have a dad. All I had was her. And the strangest thing... I believe that I was traumatized. Um, In fact, after she died, I didn't get anything that belonged to us. After she died, I think people just, I don't know what happened. People just rummaged through our apartment and took everything. I didn't even get a baby doll after she died. And I'm not looking for pity or anything, but it was just so weird. And I literally think I went through a trauma. My daughter told me that um, the other day, and I wasn't thinking about it. I said, yeah, because the only thing, the last thing I remember, I don't remember her in a funeral home. I don't remember seeing her in a casket or anything. The last thing I remember is someone was trying to put me in a big black car, which most likely was a limousine, and I screamed, and I didn't want to go. I was done. I didn't want to see her like that. I didn't want to go. I didn't like that big black car. It was scary to me. And honestly, folks, that's the last thing I remember. And here is the catch. I'm sharing something personal here, okay? Um, here is the catch. My daughter said to me last night, You know, Mom, for years, you always brought up the names of the people that don't like us. You always brought up the names of people who just weren't there for you or didn't care for you, so to speak. Now, there were some who did. Don't get me wrong. There was about two or three families that they they tried to keep it going, even with their own kids. They had their own and then tried to help me, too. Okay, so don't don't get me wrong, you know. Um, And she said, I learned about some of our real relatives. And she said, and... But I noticed something. She said, you don't talk about your mom too much. You don't say things like, this one's for you, mom. Or I dedicate this to my mom or anything like that. And I began to think about it. And I said, you know, I said I have at certain times, but not normally like a person should. And she told me, she said, just imagine... She said, I can only imagine how your mom felt while she was rocking on a couch, dying, thinking at that time she she was going to die, and thinking about how she was leaving you to this world. 
a Selah moment. I never thought about that. I can only imagine. I was adopted. I was her only child. I don't think she could have children. And she took beautiful care of me. And we were like best friends. She was my mom, but we were like best friends. Can you imagine what was going through her mind, rocking on that couch with leukemia, eating her from the inside, looking at the only daughter she knew, and they didn't even write me in the newspaper as her daughter. They made sure to tell everybody that I was whatever, adopted or whatever word they used in the newspaper article. So I guess I wasn't even her daughter in the article. But can you imagine what was on her mind, looking at me, loving me, and knowing that she was on her way out and had to leave me to this world. And you want to know something? Alexi Rochelle Scott, my beautiful daughter, you are an awesome encourager. You're smarter than you give yourself credit for. And that was a heck of a thought. You know, sometimes we can be so into the negatives of life that we don't think about the positives. So if any of you are experiencing anything like this, or maybe you've been through some kind of trauma, and uh, what, what my daughter, what was the, she, the expression she used? She said, Mama, you went through a trauma, and a lot of things you, uh, well, what's it called when you put it in the past and you hide it in your brain, like you suppress it or something. And she said, maybe that's why you didn't remember her funeral. Because you went through trauma and you suppressed everything. I can't remember things from those days just about. And I want to let you guys know, if you, any of you listening to this ever went through anything like this, your brother, okay, I have some friends that just lost their brother, or my best friend lost her mother, and you lose people in your life, but just concentrate on that. They may have, I'm not going to say they really did, because we don't know, but they may have died with you on their mind. So yes, they love you. I guess that's the message. That was a personal message. I usually don't do this, but I had to get that off my mind. Um, Boy, my daughter, when she said that, I never, I was so busy thinking about the people who didn't like me and the ones that talked about me and dogged me and dogged my name and and just put a heavy cloud over my head and and told everybody I was melancholy and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) So don't give negativity more attention than you do goodness forget about those people that didn't like you forget about those people that thought you were a joke you want to know something they knew you weren't they were just hoping you would believe the lie that's how the devil uses people he uses people to try to persuade you to believe the lie so that you won't be um, uh, successful for Jesus Christ or successful for the kingdom of heaven. Amen. So I hope you got something out of this. It was hard for me to tell this. I'm surprised I wasn't boohooing all the way through. But I just want you guys to know this. Somebody somewhere could have died with you on their mind. Amen. Say a prayer for their souls. God bless you. Reverend Nessie signing off.